turn in your Bibles tonight to Esther chapter 5. We've got several different scriptures I want to share with you tonight. And we're kind of continuing along the same lines that we've been the past few times. <clears throat> the title of the message is God Hears Our Request. And I want to give you a couple examples first of how even worldly men hear and, and sometimes answer the request of those that are under them. But Esther chapter 5 Verse 1 says, Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house, over against the king's house, and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house, over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther, and what is thy request? It shall be given, un given thee to the half of the kingdom. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we continue. Father, I just come to you tonight, Lord, and I just thank you that your presence is in this place already. And Lord, I just ask that you let your anointing rest upon me, Lord, that I can speak as I ought to speak, that I would speak boldly, Lord, and that this word would go forth tonight and be a blessing to someone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> now this is one example of how a worldly man, this is a, you know, not a godly person, but he saw this queen and... He had consideration for her, and he said, whatever you want, just ask. He said he'd give her even up to half of the kingdom. If you look over, I'm not going to have you turn there, but in Matthew 14, 6 and 7, it says, But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And there's just another example of kind of the same thing of how how these worldly men can do the same kind of things that we would expect God to do. You know, they'll meet the request of those that are under them. But God honors those kind of requests in a, in a much better and different way. And let's turn to Luke chapter 12. I'll give you an example of, of what Jesus said about this. Y'all probably all heard it before. Luke chapter 12, and we're going to start in verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? 
Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye first the kingdom, I'm sorry, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, Jesus has just given us another example there of how God takes consideration of us. He he hears us, our request, and, and He honors those requests. Now, I've got one more scripture I'm going to share with you in a minute, but I want to talk to you for a little bit. You see, this, this word I want to share with you tonight, it must be, it, it must, there must be somebody that needs to hear these kind of things. And I know it helps me. So I know it's not just for me, because there's got to be a need for this. Because God keeps putting it on my heart. You know, we've talked about faith. We've talked about how walking in, in faith is how you're able to see things happen in your life from God. It's not walking by sight. It's walking in what you know God will do. We've talked about uh, how God cares for us, how He favors us. And tonight I want to talk about how He hears our request. You know, because He cares for us so much, when we go to Him in prayer, you know, we, sometimes we don't really understand. We kind of detach ourselves from what really happens when we pray. You know, we, we don't really understand the depth at which it, what happens. But, you know, what the Word tells us happens is that it tells us that that Jesus is standing on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Now that's important. It's very important. Because see, this is the Son of God. He's standing there. He's hearing our request. And I want you all to know that He hears all of your requests. And He finds each one of them equally as important. He's not going to look upon me and say, well, I'm going to listen to Him, but I'm not going to listen so much to them. I don't have time for that right now. See, God doesn't have to sort these in order of importance like we do. See, when I get a list of things to do, I look through the list and I say, okay, what's the most important one? Let me do that one first. That's not how God works. God doesn't have to work like that. See, I was talking with somebody the other day, and they brought up that old thing where somebody says, well, I don't want to bother God with this little stuff. But it's not a bother. You understand that? It's not a bother. See, when you're talking about God, you're talking about the one that spoke and things came into existence. It is not a bother for him. And the guy said, well, there's millions of people on this earth. And 
I figure anything I don't have to send to him is just a little less load for him. Well, that makes sense in the natural, don't it? But we're not talking about a natural person here. We're talking about the one that just spoke and everything happened. Every, everything and all of creation responds to His command. We're not talking about a normal situation. So this same God that I'm talking about, when you make a request to God, no matter how small it may be, see, it's important to Him. Because this is one of His children. This is one of those that He favors coming to the throne of grace. What's grace? Unmerited favor. That's the throne He sits on. You understand that? He sits upon a throne that doles out favor and grace. That's the kind of God we serve, y'all. He hears our request. Philippians 4 and 6. Some of y'all can probably quote this. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. It said, Don't worry about anything, but with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, go to God and ask. Don't worry about it. Go ask Him. Don't sit there and try to figure it out yourself. Go ask Him. Why would it tell you that? Because He hears your request. He hears your request and He, he, he feels that He loves you and He wants to answer your request. You see, sometimes we get hung up in what we understand about how this world works and we take God out of the picture. And we say, well, there's no way this can happen, so I'm going to go on and do something else. See, we give up. And we just move on to the next thing. And we missed out on an opportunity to let God bless us. I want you all to understand that, that no matter what the problem is in your life, no matter what you're facing, it's not too big for God. It's not... There, it's never too late, y'all. It's never too late. There's never the... Okay, I've, I've lost all my chances. You don't have to worry about that. Just get all that out of your head and go to God. What does it say? Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Go to God. The first thing I do is say, God, thank you. Because of everything you've already done. But oh, by the way, hey, I got one more for you. <laughs> you see, that's how I go to God. I go to God and give Him thanks first. But I want y'all to know something else. There are some little secrets to getting God to hear your request. This scripture kind of lays it out for you a little bit. It says, Prayer. Supplication and thanksgiving. But I want you all to know there is, is another, another tactic that we have to make sure God hears our request. And you know, we don't have to do all this. A lot of times, these things are for us. To get ourselves in the right 
mode where we can hear from God. You see, there's no effort on God's part to hear from us. It's not like we got to get up on a, a top of a mountain and holler and scream to get a little closer so maybe He'll hear us then. No, it doesn't matter where we are, what circumstance we're in. God hears our request. But I want you all to understand that sometimes there takes preparation on your side to get to where you can talk to God. How long has it been since y'all fasted over something? It's been a while, hasn't it? Maybe longer for others than some. When was the last time that you had a, a big enough need in your life that you decided, I need to fast and pray over this? I'm going to tell y'all, there's been a few times in my life that I've fasted and prayed. And do you know every time I have fasted and prayed, usually you know, usually what I'll do is say, I'm going to fast tomorrow or for whatever length of period of time. Usually before I even finish, I'm already starting to see answers to my prayer. I'm not telling you that's what's going to happen with you. I'm just saying there is God honors fasting and prayer. God pays special attention because... See, I've quoted this Scripture to you many times and one of these days y'all are going to really get a hold of this and you're going to be quoting it to other people. But that Scripture says that the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That one Scripture right there changed my life. Because I began to realize, you see, my righteousness is as filthy rags. That's what the Word says, right? But see, when I go to God, because Jesus is standing at His right hand, it's not my righteousness that matters anymore. Because Jesus is the one that hears my prayer and leans over and whispers in the ear of God. See, God hears and sees Jesus. He doesn't look on petty little Kevin Alfred. Y'all listen now. He's not looking at Kevin Alfred. He's looking at his son, his scarred son standing next to him. And he says, Father, here's a need. Do something about it. And God says, oh, my son. (laughs) All right. You see, that's the difference. That's something that people don't think about when they start praying to God and asking something. But that scripture says, let your request be made known to God. Why? Why? Because he might think about it and get around to it. No. I've told you this scripture several times over the past couple weeks. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. You see, there is a reason why I'm preaching this stuff to y'all. Because there's somebody here that's battling with a need. And I'm trying to instill some faith in you. I'm trying to give you a reason to take a little step over that hump that's in front of you. And remember who it is you serve. Remember who it is that died on the cross for you. Remember what He overcame. You see, I don't know about y'all, but when I read about Jesus' crucifixion, the last thing I remember is when He said, It is finished. What does that mean? 
Does that mean His time on the cross was finished? No. Everything He set out to do was finished. He did it all. Complete. Not lacking in any point. And what that tells me is that whatever Jesus said He was going to do for me, I can take it to the bank because He said it's finished. It's completed. So if you're sitting there tonight and you're you're wondering, why is it that I don't see God moving? I prayed and I prayed and I don't see anything happening. Well, maybe you need to dig in a little deeper. You see, there's a whole lot of prayers I go to God and I just say, God, here's a need. God, here's a need. And that's the end of it. But there's some prayers that come up that are so important that I feel the need to start fasting and praying. And I, you know what? Here's another thing I do. It's not just fasting from food. It's fasting from anything that I feel like is something I really desire in the natural. You know, you can fast from TV. You can fast from Dr. Pepper. You can fast from whatever it is. Anything that has a high level of importance to you, set it aside. Y'all try me. Try me. Set it aside and spend that time with God. Spend time with Him and say, God, here I am. I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to pray. But God, here I am. I'm being faithful and obedient to what Your Word says. I don't even know everything I need to do, but here I am being obedient. See, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You don't have to understand every aspect of what God is going to do in your life and what His Word says in order for it to be real. You don't have to understand it because see, the wonderful thing about our God is the promises that He makes to us do not depend on us. And they don't depend on your comprehension of it. It depends on Him. He is the one that's eternal and always faithful. It's Him that we put our trust in. So I want you all to know Whatever it is you're battling, just give it up. He told us in that scripture we read a while ago, take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You see, there's a whole lot of problems I can think of right now. If I was to just sit down and start counting problems that I have in my life, man, I'd be overwhelmed in just a couple minutes. I'd be sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? This is, this is a terrible situation. But see, if I do what the Word says and say, I'm not going to worry about that stuff right now. I'm going to put it in God's hands. Man, my load just got light. I can wake up and be in a good mood tomorrow because I'm not worried about it. You see, I'm not trying to tell y'all that Kevin doesn't ever worry about anything. I'd be lying through my teeth if I told you something like that. But I have learned, and I'm learning still, that it's a whole lot easier to just give it to God 
and watch Him move. See, that's the exciting thing. That's the thing that really makes it easier to give it to God is when you learn that it's not just a waiting game. You give it to God and then you have expectations. You say, oh God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation. God, I just can't wait to see how you're going to handle this. Because see, I'm giving it to you now. Load is off my back. That almost don't sound right, does it? But what did Jesus tell us? He said, come unto me, you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. See? This stuff is scriptural, y'all. This stuff is in the Bible. I'm not making this up. You think God won't listen to you? You think maybe God hasn't been listening to you? He's hearing everything. But sometimes it takes just a little bit of time. It takes a little patience. And it takes faith. It takes believing that the God that says He can, will. And you know, that's the main thing. It's not just that He can, He will. You give Him time. Time is one of those hardest, the hardest things for me to give up and just let God do it. Because sometimes it seems like, God, you're taking forever. God, I only got ten minutes left. God, I only got an hour left. You need to do something now. See, that stuff doesn't matter to God. God will move when He gets ready to move. It's not just because He can do it that way. See, God understands the right time. God understands the right time. Sometimes when you think is the right time, is the worst time. 